Hello, everyone, and welcome back to WAG Station. I am your host, Talia Luvera. I am very excited today. Another great guest that we had on, Miss Carissa of Details in Rhode Island. She is a owner, the founder of Details Grooming Salon. Carissa and I actually met probably about a year or so ago. And she, let me tell you, she is a spitfire. She is great. She has so much energy, so much passion for this industry. And that came through as soon as I met her. And it's been really great getting to know her and kind of forming a friendship of sorts. And not only do we get to bounce ideas off each other, but, you know, she's been in the grooming industry longer. We are more focused on like nutrition and the retail side. So we're able to bounce ideas off each other and really help each other in the areas that maybe we're not as strong in. And I've really loved that. And she's amazing. Um, I know we're going to have to do another episode for sure. We talk about, you know, a lot of different things, mostly in the grooming industry, but we do obviously touch upon how important nutrition is to both of us and having quality products in our retail side of the business. And again, we kind of jump around. She's, she's great. She has so many ideas and thoughts. So we had a lot of fun and I know I'll have her back again real soon. Uh, I know you guys are going to appreciate this episode and we really dive into kind of the behind the scenes of the grooming industry, which I don't think people talk about enough and sort of the underappreciation of groomers in this industry as well. And, you know, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this, get a little insight to the days, um, the day, you know, the in and outs of what goes on in the grooming industry and, you know, how tough it can be, but also how wonderful and rewarding it can be and how it can, it can really definitely be a career path for those who are passionate about it. Um, thank you, Carissa. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoy. Take care. Okay. Hey guys. So welcome back to Wax Station. We're so glad to be back and here with you guys. And today I have a very special guest. I have Miss Carissa here from, uh, details and, uh, we have two locations. So she has a Smithfield and a Cumberland. So not yep. only is she, uh, fellow uh groomer salon owner but she also has her own little retail space as well uh so Carissa, thank you so much for being here here with absolutely us yeah so tell us um obviously you have the salons you do some retail yes so tell us how you started in the game because not only are you a groomer salon owner in the retail but you're also a groomer yourself unlike my Correct. mom and i who we just <laughs> run the shop and you know help and manage the grooming but we don't actually groom ourselves so you kind of have a different perspective so tell us kind of how you got into the business and kind of where you started and how the business is going today so um, it all started when I was in middle school and I brought my dog Pee Wee to the groomers and I brought him in and I said, wow, this is awesome. I think I'm going to ask for a job. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy Yeah. and I got my first grooming job and I was a bather um, at the place in Lincoln and I still talk to him to this day. He moved to Florida. He actually has his own mobile grooming salon now. Okay. So recently I got my mobile grooming yeah, yeah, you and it's all because of him. So it all yeah. is a full circle. Yeah, that's great. So you, how old were you exactly when you started? You said you were I was in middle, middle school. Middle school. Yeah, I was wow. in eighth grade. That's okay. one of my first jobs. I scooped ice cream first, but yeah. my real first job was bathing dogs. Was bathing dogs. Yeah, I was a bather for like eight years. Eight years. Yeah, yeah. so I know we've talked about it before and Chris and I have actually become friends over the last year meeting at uh, different shows expos and, expos and everything and yeah and obviously uh we're both in the state of rhode island but um 
even though we're a small state, it's technically we're we're technically really far away from each other. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in like, Rhode Island, yeah, we're far. It's like far for Rhode Islanders, um, but we get a chance to see each other every couple months at shows and, and different events, which yep. has been really nice. And meet up for dinner. Yeah. So yeah, talk me through. What you, so you're young. You're like you saw the dogs. You're like I want to start, and yep. you got into bathing. Like how was that process? Because I think people a lot of times have a different notion of what they think grooming is like oh, so it's cute. you play with dogs all day exactly yeah. we I have gone through a lot of employees so right now in my Smithfield location I have five full-time groomers Cumberland I have three full-time groomers and then I am in my van part-time um, until it gets filled up because I'm also grooming in the salon so I'm grooming seven days a week but um, I have gone through a lot of employees the past yes. few years we've been open for six years now. Um, and in that time, a lot of people want to get the job being a receptionist or being a bather because they think they're playing with dogs all day. Yeah. They don't realize it is a hands-on job oh, and it is a lot Physical. more. Yes. Oh yeah. It's a lot more, but I love what I do. It's definitely where I'm supposed to be in my life, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm always looking to be better and get more education for the grooming and boutique side. Mostly I'm, I'm into nutrition just like you too. Yes, yeah. So there's a bunch of branches you can go to through the dog and cat and pet industry. But, um, just having so many people come through the doors, they do realize what you should and should not do. And I don't let anyone touch dogs until they know yes. the language of the pet and do the education. All of my groomers are AKC safety certified, yes. salon certified, CPR certified. Yeah. So that's why we stand out from other grooming salons in the area as Definitely. well. So um, getting everyone educated properly is one thing that's super big in the industry. And what we're also trying to do right now is try to get it so you have to be certified to have a grooming salon because yes, that's yes. bad for the grooming industry as well. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think a lot of people realize that um, it's not like it is in the human world. Like a hairdresser, yes. you have to be certified. Correct. In all the states. Right. Um, I know there, there are some states around the U.S. you have to get, be certified for grooming. I don't remember which ones. So, yeah, I'm not sure either because in Rhode Island, Mass, and Connecticut so, yeah, don't. don't have to be. So what that means is for people that don't realize that or for customers and such, so pretty much you can just jump into the grooming world. You can just start bathing a dog and pick up yep. some some buzzers and some clippers. and Because people think it's easy. They, they think, think it's, it's easy. easy money. It's easy. Yes. I know some people that have opened up and they're like, this is not what I thought it was. No, like, it's not it's not what you think it is. Yeah. And even my mom and I, when we started to add grooming to our lineup and we're like, we want to go into services, yep. our area specifically in Newport, Rhode Island, there wasn't a lot of groomers on the island because right. we're specifically on the on the island and a lot of people don't want to drive off because um, Carissa is off the island. <laughs> so we, we wanted to add that for our customers. We wanted to give back to the community in that, in that way. But yeah, it's it's not what you think it is. Even though we did a lot of research, we talked a lot of professionals in the world. And again, mm -hmm. we don't groom ourselves. We're not uh, groomer owners. We're just owner owners. <laughs> so we don't actually, like I can bathe and I can get in there with the best. Right. I can help. I can hold dogs. I can do nails. I can do all the basics. Um, but you, yeah, you learn quickly. It's, it's a tough industry. And it's definitely something like you either get it or you don't get it. So yeah. it's like one or the other, but it's definitely fun yeah. once you understand it and know everything that's going yeah, on. And I think it's really rewarding. Absolutely. Um, yes. To, you know, so I, I like it because I've been in the grooming industry industry for, I think like 13 
plus years now. And so I have all the clients from puppies until they get older and elderly. So it's nice to see them grow because I did go to school for vet and I did not like that part. So I tried everything out. I was in vet school for two years. Um, and grooming was just more my thing. I think that's a great point because actually we get a lot of people when we have bathers supply or things like that, people that want to start from the ground up. They're vet techs. They, they were vet techs. Yes. So talk me through that process. So I we hear that a lot and that's not, it's very common for the industry. Like you went to, to vet school, you thought you were going to be a vet, you, you started off in that world. Yep. And what really I actually you? started with a lot of people and they all a lot of I've hired some that I yes. went to school with. Okay. That's so, um hiring cool. uh, my friends from vet school is pretty funny, but um most of them they're either vet techs or they went into a totally different direction cuz it's not what you actually think it is. Yeah. You're dealing with a lot of sick animals yes. and in the grooming industry, you do see some sick animals. You actually it's nice because you get to see them grow and mature and yes, go yes. through all stages of life. But we are the ones that are touching them. And you get to see it is kind of bad when you find something like, oh, I found a lump on yeah. um, her tail well, today. The first point of contact, you know, right. See so things. we get to tell the client like yes. this is here. And we have gone through a lot of clients that are like, thank you so much for telling me this yes. because it's under the armpits. It's in the back end of the dog. It's in the ear. They don't realize that these are not supposed to be there. And then they'll take them to the vet and they're like, you saved my dog's life. Yes. So it's really nice. It's rewarding. And it might suck at the time telling the parent, oh, I found this new bump because I see most of my clients every other week, every three weeks. Yeah, um, sure. yeah our schedule, you cannot go past six weeks. So we are uh, constantly seeing the same clients over yes. and over. And we know how they should feel and what they do because we take so much so many notes and everything but being able to know what the dog should feel like and look like it's the clients trust us yeah now why do you think I mean I'm sure we probably feel the same way why do you think people start in vet school and try to do the vet tech thing and then they end up sort of in the grooming world so I think going to vet school I wanted to try it I was a groomer at the time and I was like how could I further like grooming because I was like I don't want to be a groomer forever actually the first place I worked at he asked me to buy the salon and I was like I'm not gonna do this forever like (laughs) I'm gonna be a vet sure so I was still I I groomed all through high school I groomed through college I always had a grooming job at some point, I was full-time in vet school. I had a grooming job, and I worked as a um, waitress. Yeah. So I was always in the grooming yeah, spoiler salon. spoiler Chrissa is underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> She's always doing something new when I talk to her, which is great. That's why we love to connect with her, too. Uh, but, yeah, I think I what you're talking to makes a lot of sense. I think people are – there's a lot of misconceptions about being a groomer, too. They're like, well, you know – you don't make a lot of money or the schedule's crazy. Right. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I we can I can do something else in the pet world that's going to... And I'm like, not in it for the money. I'm in it for the dog's health and everything. Yeah. That's why I also do nutrition. Yes. But um, people don't think it's like good money. But really, in all reality, if you have the right yes. education and you know what you're doing, yes. it's really not bad at all. And I live a good life and I'm, I'm not, able to support... Yeah. My four kids. My yes, four kids being two cats and two dogs. Well, and we have Spanky here with us today. Yes, he's, Spanky is here. He's, he's crushing it right now. On the oh, yeah. He's but taking a nice snooze. But I think that's also a really nice point because I think, again, another misconception, there's a lot in the grooming world. To offer. people. Yeah, people don't think you can make a lot of money. It's not a career path, but it is. I mean, if the people that are doing it right in the right way, yep. 
the ones you know doing right by the clients and the dogs you can make a really great living being a groomer so the reason i have my second location in cumberland rhode island is um because i went out to eat one night and we met these two ladies they sat us with these random two ladies by accident they thought we were together and we weren't (laughs) so we ended up sitting on the side of them and we we were talking about dogs, me and my boyfriend, and they were like, oh, you you work with dogs? I said, yes, I'm a groomer. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're groomers. <laughs> so it ended up being they were um, ready to retire in like um, a year and a half. Yeah. So they were like, we're going to send all our big dogs over to you. So they started sending their big dogs, and then it started little dogs, and then they're like, we're retiring. Do you want our grooming salon? Yeah. So I ended up doing that. Um, I get asked to buy a lot of grooming salons, and because they um, know how I groom. They know yeah. how my employees are and everything. I actually just, on Sunday, I went and bought another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at that. We got, like, the first news here. That's great. Yeah. So I'm not opening another salon, but I bought, like, um, the stuff in it and everything sure. like that. And okay. I spoke to the owner. Um, she was in Pawtucket. So it it's I'm all over the place. And I do work with a lot yes. of groomers in the area. I'll go help them if they need it, if they need anyone to help with certain areas of grooming. I can do that. Yeah. I also teach groomers in high school and yeah. college. I again underachiever. Yeah, people. you can hear. <laughs> hear <laughs> I was. Um, I just was talking to another lady that sends her clients to us um, in Cumberland, and she's like, "Oh, I'm retiring soon. Like, I want to teach for you. So, like, I'm. I have a whole grooming school. I have the whole curriculum and everything. It's just a lot of work right now, but." Yes eventually we'll see what happens with it because I feel like a lot of people do come to me with grooming questions and yes, everything yes, like yes. that. Even I, I know we talk things out because like I, I would say our staff and our store, since we just started grooming a couple of years ago, we're probably more deep into nutrition. So we, right. it's nice. You and I can bounce ideas off each other. Yep. I feel like when we talk, we always learn um, something new from each other, which I really enjoy too. Um, and I think that's sometimes lacking in the industry like people I feel like a lot of like yeah. the grooming industry is weird because yes there was a grooming industry where the prices were low like $30 a groom and yeah they just did one haircut there wasn't options sure. just short all over this that and they didn't offer everything we offer now the grooming industry is kind of changing yeah. into our age group and yeah. everything that we do we're in it with the nutrition we're in it for yeah. the health of the pet we're using different products they get to pick what haircut they want, what length yeah. they want. It's like going to the hairdresser now. It's totally different than what it used to be. Yeah, it's a full circle thing. And I think, because you touched upon it, I think that's a good thing to bring up now about like pricing. And I would mm. love to talk about that, about that with the customers and just like... It's a lot. <laughs> we could have a whole podcast on oh, that. Yeah, we could talk about pricing just for, by itself for an hour in the grooming world. Because we ourselves um, in our store just raised our grooming prices and we delayed it for a while. Obviously, you don't want to have to do that. But with the economy right now, right, everything's up. I mean, right now for a gallon bills. of shampoo, it's $90. Yes, people don't understand that. Exactly. Like electricity. Um, and we're we're on... We have in Newport, like, you know, things obviously are, are higher price points. Um, and just so everyone knows, my grooming salon is about an hour away from here. So yeah. we're like an hour difference, but it's a, around the same because yeah. I have people that want me to come up here too. Yeah. So, um, but people just don't realize what actually goes into the grooming yeah, and why I don't it's think the they more. completely like, get it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> The, the prices reflect, obviously, all the work you're doing in the room. Yep. Um, again, all the 
I have a lot of people reach out to me and ask me why my prices are the way they are. So like I started mobile grooming. My prices are about $50 more than what's in the salon just because I run the vehicle the whole time. I come to you. It's for convenience. And every, I have people reach out to me. Why, why, why? And I say, you want to start with the prices because if you go in and then you have to raise your prices six months in $50 more, you're going to lose all those clients and you have to regain those clients. Yeah. So I don't mind starting with like, cause right now I only do it three days a week in my mobile grooming and I am full. I am fully booked for a month and a half yes. right now. And people will go for those prices. It took a little bit of time, but it's, they do pay those prices yeah. and they and understand why. Convenience for mobile grooming specifically, you pay for obviously yeah. charges because it's convenient. It's, Absolutely. It's they come to you, dogs, it works I think really well for dogs who don't travel well in cars. <laughs> excuse me and um you know dogs that are just more comfortable i also groom cats so it's yes. really nice so the cats aren't in the car getting stressed out so i reach out to other groomers mobile groomers and groomers in the area so we can reflect our prices um yes. me and one other girl she actually comes up to newport she has base price same as me so if i have a client that's up here i send her to yeah. her if she has a client down near me she'll send them to me and we have the same prices so it's nice it's not like we're competing for prices yeah. where we know our worth and we know how educated we are well that's a lot of it too i mean again people will be like i understand like this is that's expensive and I'm it's like, more than a hairdresser it's a, it's a lot of work you're it's not like you go to the salon you're human they're like sit still you're like okay cool i'm gonna sit still they move you're, the whole time <laughs> with a live animal even on a good like a good dog they have bad days and maybe they're in the mm-hmm. salon they're not feeling it they're, they're cranky we have people bring reason. them in the day after a vet appointment yes, it happens all the time like yeah well he just got shot yesterday yeah, that's probably why they're cranky they tell you that after you pick <laughs> after up, after like, yep. oh that's probably <laughs> well why. i thought your dog was sick yeah, so. so they're probably upset because they got poked and prodded all day yesterday right but yeah i mean I, I really hope if people take nothing else from this episode, just about respecting the grooming prices. and Yes. Just and because we're not vets too. doesn't mean we shouldn't be respected. And people look at me like I'm crazy half the time. And I'm like, I do know what I'm talking about. And I am educated. Yeah. And I think ongoing education is just as important to you as it is to us. And we like to do ongoing education with our staff. Right. And make sure, um, you know, if there's an area they want to excel in, like we try to provide what we can. Yep. We try to pay for training. Um, but yeah, it's really important. And again, for customers that maybe are just starting to groom their dogs or they, they haven't been to a professional groomer before, like, yep. please understand like the pricing obviously is going to be different depending on what state you're in and yep. what location. Yep. Um, but the good groomers, like they are worth the money. Um, they're going to stick by you, you know, if you're loyal to them. They'll be and they're there for you. a reason. And that's why we say like, yeah. start them early. So your yes. dog is used to it. If yeah. you don't bring your dog into the salon regularly, regularly and you're only there like every six months like your dog that's kind of like a punishment and they're not used to it so they're gonna be scared if they're there every um one to five weeks that's fantastic because they're on a schedule they're used to it most of my clients are excited to come in like Ooh, we're at the groomer so and then i'm gonna get a treat after like i deserve this like I'm very excited. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to go see Miss Carissa. And they all get excited. So. Yeah, no, a lot of the dogs do. They come in and, um, you know, you do it the right way. And you, obviously, some dogs, they're going to be nervous regardless. Right. Um, and that's something. And it's, just, it's just the norm. In the some world. are, yeah. And it's they're nervous at home, too. Yeah, they <laughs> just have that nervous energy. But a lot of them do come in. They're excited because 
you know, the girls treat them right. And right. we have, we're like family. Too. Yeah, exactly. So they get excited. We get excited to see our regular clientele as well. So we, we see the lineup for the day and it's always exciting um, to see who's coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me. So with your staff, we talked about kind of education and ongoing education. Um, yep. But throw it back to like when you first took over the businesses and you said, okay, I'm not going to be a vet tech. Yep. They approached you, the salon you were working in, correct, right? They approached you to, to so buy it out. So I was going to. Yeah. So it ended up not working out. Um, My um old boss ended up moving to another state and she ended up taking all of her stuff with her yeah. and opening a grooming salon where she moved. So I um ended up taking over the building we were in and I opened up fresh. And your first one was in Smithfield, right? In that Smithfield on 44, yep. Flagship. Okay. So um, that's where details started in 2017. And, um, I started with nothing in the building at all (laughs) and we had a tub that was hooked up and that was pretty much it. And we've grown a lot since then. Um, now we have a whole boutique. I did have doggy daycare at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, I, I like trying new things yes, here do. and there. Yes, she's always, like I said, she's always trying something new, which is super. Well, cool. that's when I got spanky. So that was like two and a half, almost three years ago. And um, I wanted a doggy daycare because I had a puppy and yeah. he had friends. And then all oh, my groomers got puppies. So yeah. we were like, why not have a daycare? And then it just, my boutique and the nutrition kind of blew up sure. and it took over the salon. So yeah. I kind of got rid of the doggy daycare. You you know, figured out your lane and you're like, I like these ones. Right. Yeah. You, you kind of curated it, which makes sense. Yeah. There's no room left in my boutique. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I keep yeah. adding to it. That's okay. I get that. We, we understand that for sure. <laughs> um, so when you first started back then, you you kind of jumped in, you took it over, you set up the whole yep. you know, store. So tell me about that. Like, how how was that process when you kind of first jumped into it and you got all the equipment? And I'm sure so you I just, a lot along the way. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did end up graduating from business school. Okay. But um I just took over and they don't teach you that stuff in school. Mm, yes. <laughs> I learned the hard way, but in the last few years since I've opened, I've learned a lot and um I have a lot of people on my side that help me out, my attorney and my accountant is amazing. Yeah. Um having someone like That's that being able one. to help you yes. with everything. Um, cause I do have people reach out, how about this paperwork? What do I need to do with this paperwork? And I say, that's what my accountants for. Cause I want to make sure I have everything in order. Yeah. Um, but being able to order my own stuff and not look like a crazy dog <laughs> or cat mom, it's nice. I can go out and buy stuff and I'm like, Oh, I own a grooming salon. Yeah. Um, and it's great because we go to events every few months, um, and expos, getting new products, being able to see, just from starting off in 2017 to now, I've learned uh, yeah. so much um, in the boutique and in the grooming industry. Did you actually celebrated your six-year anniversary. Didn't you? Yes. yes. Yep. So Just six years. Recently, yeah. So um, we had an adoption event. So yeah. every year we try to have right. an adoption event. Um, and it usually is a great turnout. We had vendors and everything. We had Grandma Lucy's come yeah. and, um, and then I remember, a bunch of them. Um, we were talking about... I know you were doing your, um, you just celebrated the anniversary, but talk to me about like with your staff and and training. I know that's really important to you and you do a lot of ongoing education. Now I know you have certain requirements for your staff members. I do. Yeah. I think that's important for people to understand too. So a lot of grooming, yeah. yeah, some grooming salons have no education. So that's like the scary part. If you bring your dog 
to a groomer, just make sure you do your research yes. beforehand. Yes. Um, there is a lot of good groomers out there. You just need to look for them. Yeah. Um, so in order to work at my salon, you need to have your AKC certifications. You need to have CPR, safety. I have probably like 50 <laughs> certifications. Yeah. I'm a certified cat groomer. Um, I keep up to date with all of that. I'm, I, adopted my first Persian about four years ago now yeah. and I kind of became the crazy Persian groomer in the area. <laughs> yeah, Tatiana. She's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> my little fuzzy caterpillar. Yeah. But now I have Tyrone too. Yes. He's crazy. Um, so I have my two Persians and now that people see my Persians all over Instagram, they they like to uh, bring their cats to me. I groom yes. a lot of cats on a three-week schedule, especially long-haired cats and Persians. Um, they go on a three-week schedule because people are like, I'm allergic, shave my cat. And I'm like, I'd rather not shave yes, yes, yes. because if you just keep up with the bathing and keeping them clean, you won't yeah. even know that they're there. All my friends come over who are allergic to cats and they're like, I can't believe it. Like yeah. I'm here with two long-haired cats because they have the full coat. Well, and also to speak to nutrition, and we talked about that a little bit. I mean, that They are raw fed. does make a difference. It 100%. You know, like what you feed the dog, it does make a difference. I adopted yeah. Tatiana and she had siblings. I see the siblings come in all the time and they look oh, cool. nothing like her. So I groom all of them. There's oh, wow. like four of them. Oh. Um, they okay. still have like short, like brittle hair. Yes. And Tatiana's long, luxurious, shiny, thick, very shiny black yeah. hair. And she is stunning. I, yeah. So I what think. got you into, it's hard to find cat groomers. People ask us, we don't currently groom cats. <laughs> um, I send people usually to Carissa. Mm -hmm. And what, because a lot of people, I think, are apprehensive to right. get into, like, if they're already groomers or, like, so, apprehensive, what? Fun fact, yeah. I went to Africa. Okay. And I was there for a month working with big cats. Oh, so in order yes. to do that, I needed to get all of the vaccines mm -hmm. to work with big cats. So a lot of people don't want to groom cats because you can lose your whole career if you get bit once. Yeah. So I have all of I actually have all of the vaccines for rabies. I it was a three series um, shot sure. process, and How everything long was like that. that. You went to I was there for a little over a month. Okay. Yep. When did you go? Um, this was right before I opened, so this was 2017. Okay, so yep. it was like at the start of everything. Yeah. It was. Um, it was right before I knew I was doing this. I went there, and then I worked with animals in Iceland too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to travel, and sure. then I ended up opening my salon. Um, I still go places, but not like I used to. But working with big cats was actually one of the best things I've ever done in my yeah. life. Yeah, I'm sure that was amazing. It's funny how it kind of kickstarted everything. It did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, when you do the cats, I know that again, people, I think they don't think they need to groom their cats. That's a big misconception. Like, with, I think customers. Um, and groomers. when I post that I shaved a cat online, um, I do have a lot of views sometimes, and people are not nice about it. Yes. There's a, yeah, there's a big misconception. It's not like people want to shave these cats down. So you, know? you don't want to shave a double-coated yeah. dog. You exactly. don't really want to shave cats. We don't want to do it, people. We, we're, not, <laughs> we're not shaving these dogs down because we want to do that. But if there's yes. knots or if it, it has been right. done before and the hair's grown back fine, like if yeah. they're on a good nutrition plan, like it's totally fine to do. But I, I would rather bring your cat in every three weeks, yes. get a bath, blow-dry, brush out, clean ears, nail trim, yeah. and send them on their way. And they're healthy. And they don't – the more you bring them in, the healthy food that they're on, they won't get knotted and they won't get dirty. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the times when you see cats being shaved, it's because of the mats. It's, you know, it's because they were right. able to clean themselves. They were matting. They can't reach certain they spots. They just got adopted. They need something done. Them too. Yeah. If I grew them. adopted, maybe they just weren't – they were a little bit right. but they get shaved down and kind of just start fresh. Um, but people that I think – it's not just – 
you know, all or nothing. I think people that get upset when cats are being shaved and they're getting But I do post a lot, but I do work with the community cat center in Smithfield or Johnston. And uh, I do groom a lot of matted cats and people don't realize, oh, she's grooming them for the center and this cat's up for adoption. Like it came from a bad place. She's fixing it up. Like, and people are like, cats don't need baths, but yes, they do. Yeah. So I'm actually, I went to school for a pet esthetician. So I know skin and coat. Yes. Like vets go to school for the inside of body. We we went, we learned all about nutrition. I, yes. And then I furthered my education to skin and coat. So like if dog has yeah, alopecia, I know what to do. Yes. So there's all different things. Like we have an ozone machine. It's like a jacuzzi for dogs ozone and cats. Cool, yeah. So that's really good for a coat and stimulation of the skin and everything like that. So we can go in all different branches. I could talk about this for days. Yeah. But um, it's all about educating yourself and learning in different different steps yeah. of where you want to go. And you were just talking about um, kind of helping with the, the cats that are for up for adoption. Yep. And I know you do a lot of dog adoption stuff too. And I do. Um, I work with Anchor Paws and yeah, Vintage Yeah, tell us about that. Like, yep. I know that's kind of sort of side passion project for you it is so um once I bought my house I just thought I could just keep bringing home animals but I do have a boyfriend who keeps me in keeps me in line here so he four people we don't know so I have brought home a fifth like 50 times now so uh (laughs) oh um Paul from Anchor Paul's will text me oh we got dogs coming off a transport. I'm like, bring them right over. Yeah, bring them to deal. the salon. Yeah. We're going to wash them. They always come off smelly because they're coming from the south. So they're driving yeah. like 10 plus hours in this truck and they go to the bathroom in there. So we will always wash the dogs. Oh, bring them on over. Let's go. Or I'll bring the van to transport. I'll yeah. give them a bath. But um, they keep getting poodles, poodles, poodles. Everyone wants doodles. Yeah. So all these poodles, we're trying to put all That's of the... Yeah. Okay, the so everyone's like, why is it all poodles now? It used to be like yeah. lab mixes and stuff. And That's interesting. Um, all of these puppy mills um, have poodles because everyone wants doodles now. So I'm like, I can make a poodle look like a doodle. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want. So I keep bringing home poodles because I really want a poodle for grooming. Um, so right now I actually talked to a girl named Sabrina. She's down south. She always has a hundred to 150 dogs at her house. Wow. Cause she rescues them That's from the, the puppy mills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll put a kennel in my backyard. Yeah. How did you first get um, involved with it? It's Anchor Paws, right? Anchor yeah. Paws. So I actually applied for a poodle. Her name was Nyla. Oh. And, um, I took her home for the weekend and my boyfriend was like, no. <laughs> he walked out of the house he's like no more dogs like, that's enough, and she was a white poodle and she was little because um for two years of her life she grew up in a kennel she didn't know how to walk oh, she couldn't yeah, do wow. stairs um they they taught her a lot while she was with paul and she would come to the salon hang out with me she was so good she was such a good shop dog she would have yeah. fit in perfect but she ended up finding a really good home um so that's how i got started i applied for a dog and um and then, just kept working and then I just kept working with them. And then uh, it was a little dog named Stuart, a little poodle. He was so cute. I gave him a mohawk. He got adopted the next day. Yeah. So like grooming these dogs and just making them feel good after they've been in a cage for their whole life. It's, yeah. it's really nice because just going back to my cat, Tyrone, he never got fixed because I've been listening to podcasts yeah, about absolutely. getting dogs and cats fixed. Yes. I'm also on that. And, and a whole other episode yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, um, I wish I never get spanky fixed, yeah. but it's all about being. Yeah, you don't know until you know. Sometimes. It, yeah, you don't know. Listening and, and, and too, yeah, because um, I went off of the forever dog and I listened to that. Yes. So I'm yeah. like, 
it, whatever makes my animals more healthy. And you always think, oh, I'm going to get my dogs fixed. I'm going to get them. But it's all about being responsible. Like if you're going to be a good pet owner, you don't. Yeah. But yeah, it depends on your lifestyle too. But yeah, absolutely. yeah. Going back to that because I was like, oh, I could breed raw-fed animals because yeah, all my cats, even though they're um, purebreds, my cats are adopted. So yes. it's all about raw-fed. And I was like, I went to the Healthy Dog Food Expo. We were actually just talking about yeah. this last year, and there That's was so. There were so many breeders there. There were so many breeders there and they're like, I have raw fed animals and that's what I do. I I breed raw fed and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. I'm like, I want a raw fed. And actually for people that are interested, that's not just um, like a vendor show or just anyone can go. It's public consumer customers. It's in Albany, New York. It's actually um, May 20th. We're in May right now. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. And um, so if anyone this weekend out there who's a customer or whatever you're in the world you have a dog you have a really it's mostly dog related right now they don't do a cat um, right version of, i'm sure they will at some point um but yeah you learn about holistic stuff yeah the vets that are there yeah, they know so much they have so much knowledge so if you're interested in that check out that event uh we go as a store too we, a couple of us go i know chris has gone in the past yeah um, so it's a great event if you're wanting to learn more of of that if you're looking for maybe answers integrative answers for yep. for cancer or, or anything like that or if you have a new dog and you want to learn talking about cancer i just signed about. darla up for the onco canine testing yeah. so it's like a cancer mm-hmm. um blood test that they do to yeah. tell you like if she might have something but just like talking this is about grooming but grooming is a full circle yes. in the pet industry yes. it everything goes into it like even if they're raw fed like you can tell like i groom all darla's siblings and their coat is totally different than darla's people think darla's younger than spanky yes. darla's 10 years old know, spanky's like too a, a young chickadee yeah is. and <laughs> she has dark hair her hair's thick and she is one of the older ones out of all of her siblings that i groom and they're very light coat they have thin coat um and it's totally different so you can totally tell what she eats and how it's different, yeah. how it affects dogs differently and no, what does, they eat. It does make a difference and not only with their coat, but a lot of times um, their health, their, their health, their personalities for yep. sure. So it is something to think you about. You can tell that they're healthy. Yeah. Even just adding like mushrooms sometimes. It's yeah. like, wow, what did you give her? <laughs> like, yeah, no, definitely. Um, we talk about that a lot and I like to do, that's why with having the, the grooming and obviously the retail side of the business. And the nutrition, like yep. To, educate on both realms when we talk to our customers that's why obviously we, we do things like this now i give free samples every time they come in here try this yeah. brand try this brand and it's really great because then they're like oh wow my dog's picky then they liked that yeah so then they come back i'm not doing it i i don't yeah. up my prices like the frozen i sell yeah. for the price i get it for and i'm just like i'm doing this for the health of the pet i'm not in it for the money like yes i want I want my clients to be healthy because I want to see them live long. Like, yeah, I think that's another reason why we connected too, because we both, like I said, we have the, the grooming services and we both really enjoy the nutrition part of it and right. trying to do better by the customer. People um, think I'm crazy. I'm like, I'll be at the bar or I'll be yeah. at the movies and people are talking about a dog. I'm like, you have a dog? Jump in. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. a free sample yes. of some treats that I have. Yes. I just want all dogs and cats to be healthy. It's yeah, kind of live, funny. And live as long as they exactly. can. Absolutely. Yep. That's we were just talking about the dog that just turned 31 yes but it was not in the united states yeah i forgot where but yeah that's definitely the oldest uh recorded dog right now and he's a large breed yeah yeah 31 years old just had a birthday pretty cool yeah and he looked healthy he had a lot of hair a lot of fur like thick (laughs) 
so yeah people you know check out check out the nutrition um <laughs> but yeah so i feel like i would do a disservice if i didn't bring this topic up it's a, let's I'm hear sure it. it's a little <laughs> controversial but so the grooming world we yeah know, we talk about the dogs but obviously half of the component here are the customers and <laughs> and the owners of the dogs right yeah let me disclaimer before we get into this 90 percent of our customers are great are regulars yes um, and honestly, we, we have them any, as regular customers yes, for a reason in any industry, whether it be a service industry or not, you're going to have difficult times and yes. people that you encounter Um, the grooming industry is no exception to that at all. So people think it's easy. You're playing with dogs, but yeah. the dogs have parents. And I, Yeah, exactly. And I again, I think a lot of this and what I want to talk about with you, too, and bring up is just about, you know, having the customer understand certain things so we can all have a better experience. Yes. People can get upset. So every single time a client comes in, doesn't matter if they've been my client for six years, doesn't matter if they're brand new. Every time they come in, they will speak to the stylist who is grooming their pet. Yes. So we check in every single animal, even if they want every time the same thing, yeah. you will talk Never, to who's yeah, grooming. Exactly. You always got to do the rundown for sure. Ask the question. So yeah. making sure we know, oh, did he get medicine today? Is there something going on with the leg? Why is he limping? Yes. Um, we check the gums. We check the tongue before we bring every pet in. We know what to look for. Make sure the dog's not coughing because we don't take sick dogs in. Yes. So just making sure that you're educated on how to check in a dog and everything like that. Um, the clients appreciate that. So the clients also appreciate we reach out before the appointment. But we do have a lot of clients that I I fire clients now. Yes, that is a thing. And I think more groomers need to do that. Like, yep. You got first as a groomer, know your worth. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be difficult days. That's just the way it is in the grooming industry. But don't, you know. People think they're, people are respect. so rude now. People, yes, like, yes, COVID. I was just going to yes. say at the beginning of COVID, people thought they could be rude and it just never stopped. Yes. And um, I've gotten to the point where if you're going to be rude to me or any of my employees, there's no need for you to come into my salon. Yeah. We're not looking for new clients. So we'll take a new client if you're nice to us. But um, if you're going to be rude, like last week we had a guy call and he was extremely rude. And I called him after he got off the phone with my receptionist and I said, I'm sorry, I think you can find another grooming salon. We're not yes. a good fit. Yes. Um, exactly and he was yes. not nice about it. And I just said, you were not you were not nice to my employee and I don't want you as a client. Like yes. I'm at the point where even if you are a new groomer, you need to know that yes. you should yes, be respected. Yes. And this should not be normalized anywhere. Absolutely. Being rude and talk to you like that like that's not okay yeah i think it goes back to people thinking oh well, like that's just you're just a groomer like you know just a little yeah you're not no like, not, you know you're just doing this for fun this it is my is, livelihood yeah, this is what livelihood. i love to do this is yes. what i do every day and there's career. no need for you to treat us like that even if you're having a bad day yeah absolutely and again i think a lot of it goes back to people who don't understand the process like they don't dealing with live animals again you don't know what's going to happen in a day even the good ones even if they're like great at home people are like oh my dog is so great right at home. it's so it's a different world when they're in the salon there's a lot of noises yep. a lot of smells even when the salons that aren't pumping out like they don't have like a ton of dogs all at once which we try to keep dogs all day that's what i was like, gonna say still, 
there's a lot of sensations and sounds. And so that's noises. especially with puppies. We say to start as yes. young as possible. Bring really in at least five to say. six times before a first full yes. haircut, so they yes. get used to the noises, the smells, the vibrations, everything like that. But making sure. So a lot of grooming salons, you would drop off in the morning, and the dog will be there seven to eight hours. People come to us because your dog is only in my salon yeah, so for yeah. an hour and a half to three hours, depending on size and, and what you want done. That is starting to change. Hopefully, because I agree. I think the system of dropping your dog off like a nine to five situation. Is too, it is too much for the dog. But so yeah. just like going back to what we said earlier, there was um, groomers that used to have dogs for a half hour and they would charge 10 to $30. Yeah. Like, oh, they're coming to my salon. They're like, why is my dog going to be here two hours? I'm like, well, we're working one-on-one with your dog. Like yes. your dog is being worked on the whole time and they just do not understand why because the old groomers used to pre-shave the dog as short as possible, wash it and send it home wet. Yeah. Our, the way we learn in our education, you yes. bring the dog in, do what you need to do first, wash the dog, dry the dog fully the right way, and then groom the dog. And people don't understand that. They're like, well, my groomer never did that. And I'm like, well, it's a new way of grooming. And this is how we are now in 23. There's there's always stuff changing in the grooming world. There's always a new video, new techniques. There's different styles. I think people realize that too. There's different features. And that's what I say. There's so many groomers that work for me. And they might go to me one day and another girl another day. And they're like, well, my dog looks different. I say, we all have different styles. We might groom the same way, but we all have different styles. And people need to realize that. It's not like they'll come to my salon and then go to your salon. And they're going to get the same groom. Yeah, absolutely. And people have are newer, too. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, like, learning and education. So um, not everyone grooms the same. No one grooms the same. It's yeah. like a snowflake. <laughs> yeah, very true. And I think again, it's similar to the, there's parallels to the human world. I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing with hairstylists. Right. I mean, they all have a little bit, um, of different training. It is the same. Know, yep. And it's, they, they have different flair. They obviously finesse things a little bit differently. So yeah, right. you, um, if you're trying on a new groomer or say you went somewhere before and yeah, you have to, I think, the understanding of that too. It's like, just like it's when be a little different, maybe. I just was talking about this with my employees. So I hired two of them about like a year and a half ago. And um they were like, I came in for the interview and I was like shaking in my boots. And I'm like, why? They're like, you gave me a bad dog in a doodle. Yeah, and like I didn't yes. know what to do. And I said, Well, you know, I do that on purpose. Like yeah, I make sure yes, they yes, get yes. get a doodle and I make sure they get a dog that it's not a horrible dog, yeah. but it's a dog that I need to see if they can handle the dogs. I need to see how they work with yes. the dogs, if they get nervous in certain situations. Yes, and I want to yes. see if they can do a doodle because everyone has doodles now. I mean, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, at least in our salon, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say it's probably... 50% of our business is doodles. Yeah, doodles we have a, poos, and that's poos, what I was saying, and doodles, adoption, yes. all the poodles, because everyone wants doodles now. And um, people with doodles don't always realize what goes into grooming because some breeders are like, this dog doesn't need to be groomed. We've actually had two clients return their dogs oh boy. because they took them in to get groomed. And we're like, oh, this dog needs to be shaved because you yes. haven't been brushing. And they're like, no, the breeder told me this dog did not need to be groomed ever. That's crazy. It's like a golden retriever. Yes. And I'm like, no, every single dog needs to yes. be groomed. Yes, people with the dude, let's, I think we should do a dual. Our last topics can be yeah. dual related, but yeah, that could also be a. Personally, cool doodles are episode. my favorite to groom. And I think it, I feel like it depends on what groomer they either really <laughs> like or they're like, oh my God, not another doodle. But I mean, that's again, a lot of your business right now. So I think yeah. if you're not doing doodles, you're doing them. So one of my employees, I still talk to her, she moved to Mississippi and her 
grooming salon has does not have doodle in the name but their shirts they wear it's like we only groom doodles they the owner of the salon breeds doodles and they groom all she's like all i groom is doodles it's crazy she's like you'd love it here Yes, but we do have a lot of smaller dogs and everything like that. Yeah. But now there's mini doodles well, and everything like, like that. Tell me why, because again, it's so different. Than I like doodles, doodles that are on normal grooming schedules. So yeah, I have yeah. one that I groom Just every three over, weeks. Yes. She has long coat, and I I am into hand scissoring. I love yes, hand yes. scissoring. So when I get to do a cool cut that takes me a long time, I don't care if it takes me all day. I like to use my scissors. Um, I rarely use my clippers, even though I just ordered new ones because they had a cheetah on them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like doing any dog with long curly hair because yeah. um, I get to be creative. And being a groomer, you're like an artist and you get to yes. design. Yes. They're like because a they're blank important. canvas. Yeah. So that's what I tell like all the people that I'm training and all the girls I teach. I'm like, this is a canvas. This is your artwork on the dog. Yeah. So you're like very talented that you yeah, can do yeah. this. There are a lot of different styles to and there's let me just also say this too. Please hear this. I'm going to say it twice. There's no breed standard cut for the doodle. Like that's not a thing. And the so one picture that's going around is a knotted doodle. Yeah. So like <laughs> With a, not... a beard that goes yes. into a triangle. I'm like, no, I don't know what this because is. Because they kind of are a mishmash breed. I mean, now they're technically like, I think the Labradoodle and the Golden Doodle are technically like their own official Own thing now. now. But they're, but they're still, mutts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are still technically a mutt. It's two fine. breeds like, mixed together. dogs, but people trying to like that get crazy about them being like, no, it's a breed. Da, da, I have a doodle, not a labradoodle. You know, it doesn't matter. We still love them. Well, yeah, we love all the dogs. I mean, they're just they're they're mixed. They're still a mix. And but yeah, people coming in, I want like a doodle cut. Like that's not a thing. They can look so different. And it's I, all about what you want, what style you want. Yeah. There's Asian fusion. There's all different ways of grooming a dog. Yeah. And some people will bring in a picture of everyone wants their doodle to be this curly dog, but all of the pictures I see of curly dogs, they're just knotted. Yes. And I'm just like, yeah, but what they don't understand is once again, we wash and then dry the dog. When we dry the dog, we dry the dog straight. So it's very hard to have a dog leave Correct. curly. It'll look different. That's a good point. And that's what I try to tell them. I'm like, your dog will become curly, but we have to dry it in order to cut it. Yes. And when we dry, yes. we're straightening the coat. Yeah, it's just like when, for women, we'll probably understand this a little bit better, but it's just like when you are round brushing your hair and drying it, you pretty much, as you're drying it, you're, you're straightening, straightening yeah. it. Um, so you can style it, and that's mm-hmm. what you need to do with that Exactly. Kind of you have to wash it, dry Blow it. Blow dry it the right way yes. with the hair follicles. cut yours. it, because if you don't do it correctly, then the cut will come out choppy, it won't look right, so you have to have it um, with a certain finish in order to do the, the cutting and right. cutting work. Like we'll have people come in and two people are dropping off the dog and one says, I want a buzz cut. Oh, and then God. one says, I want it long. And she's like, yeah, yeah buzz, is? buzz oh, cut is God. long. Yes. And I'm like, uh, if a buzz cut, um, I have a paper and it has different lengths on it. I'm yes, like, can yes. you please pick what length you kind of want? Smart. Because buzz cut is this, what your mom wants is this. And I'm like, it, it has like a million different lengths yeah. in between. I'm glad you brought that up because that happens. You wouldn't think so, um, but I, having I mean, the length chart is a savior. Yes, and I know all the groomers in the grooming world are probably laughing right now if they're listening to this, and um, they all understand. It is so common for couples, or if it's a yep. mother daughter, whatever duo coming in and dropping a dog off, or one drop the dog, <laughs> and they off, argue. I want it long. I want it short, and then you have this. Who do we talk to? So what I do is, is yeah. who's picking up. Yeah, <laughs> I will do what you want yes. for who's picking I'm up. <laughs> but it's tough. I mean. 
couples or again whatever kind of relationship they have duos that are dropping off a dog not being on the same page a lot or i'll have the dogs the dog walker drop the dog off and i'm like what do you want and they're like well i don't know and then the parents don't answer the phone i'm like okay in my contract it says do uh, if you don't pick up or whatever i'm doing what i did last time and it's in my contract because we don't have time to wait there because we we are my salon is very busy and we're fully booked and each dog has their two-hour time slot and if even if we're behind we don't take clients after 10 minutes because we ask them to arrive 15 minutes early we don't take them because it will throw off our whole day and we'll be rushing and it's not fair to the other clients and i think again another important piece of the puzzle here for groomers and about respecting your time and about customers respecting the time and the service that you are you you signed up for right and yes timeliness is important in all services but especially in the dog world because you don't know what you're going to get for the day and it's not like a human where you can be like okay sit still sit right. like this hold this you know move your move your head this way um we're dictating a lot of that but also the dog really dictates it it's really right him He's and keeping your dog with the same groomer and creating a relationship is huge because if they get comfortable with that dog, like the groomer then knows how to handle your dog. Cause I groom, I don't take new clients. I haven't in years. Um, but if one of my groomers calls out, I'll obviously groom the dogs, but knowing my clients, I know how to handle them. I groom a lot of naughty dogs and aggressive dogs and cats. And I know how their body languages, knowing, reading the dog's body language, knowing how they act is huge. So that's why I say, please stick with your groomer, especially like elderly dogs. Please don't groomer yeah. hop. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and again, I think, um, customers need to respect the groomer's time. And if you, if you miss or and respect what we say, <laughs> yeah, like we're there because we want, obviously the dogs, we want the dogs to look great. We want the dog to look exactly how you want and to look be healthy. Again, exactly. But it does, again, the dog really is the one that's going to set boundaries and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we, we have to work with the dog we have in front of us. And we, we have yeah, certain time blocks for each dog yes. knowing how they act. So, like, Fluffy might come in. We know he's an hour and a half. Duke might come in. He's three hours because he's a bigger dog. Yes. And, or it could be three hours for a small dog because they are a little aggressive. Like, we know how to book them. And we have them booked like that for a reason. Yeah. No, yeah, true. I mean the just the booking alone and in, in the grooming is um is tough because yep. you have to be very on top of it you have to finesse yep. things you have to move things you know people go on vacations things like that so yeah it's it's not just like a it's not always a plug and play it's, at my salon yeah, we have people booked for the whole year so we are yes. like booked all until christmas so it's pretty crazy yeah and that's but that's <coughs> again um when you're doing things right in the grooming world, that's, I think you were a great testament to how, how well it can, can go and right. the success you can have, the the customer. So like everyone's like, oh, it must be easy. Carissa can do it. But I do work. I work like 24 okay. seven. Yeah. I'm always, Absolutely. I'm always thinking of new things. I'm yes. always at work. It's not like I'm at home doing nothing, but I'm always thinking like, how can I um, make this better for my clients, my employees, like treating your employees, right. is huge. Like I offer health insurance. I offer dental and a lot of grooming salons don't don't, do that. That's very rare people. Yeah. You don't do that a lot in the grooming world and you get hopefully that. But like once you get a good staff, like it's really good to treat them well because if they know what they're doing and they pay attention and listen and you're, you become a family, you're at work. Like on my, on the days off, my girls days off, they come into work and hang out. Like it's just, we're friends now. We're friendly and we have a good thing going. We have a team. It's a team effort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know it's, that's our groomers. Now that we 
we're uh, kind of full in the room. We have uh, three groomers and two bathers. We've been fortunate enough to expand the room over the last couple of years. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. Yeah. So we've had a lot of growth ourselves in just the grooming that we've been doing. And again, it's because of our community supports us because we make connections. It's because we learn. And talking to other people in the area, it's huge. And I know like a lot of groomers can be catty, but you should talk to other groomers in your area. And there's really no reason for it. There's enough dogs. There are so many dogs to go around. And I said this the other day, like, I know a groomer sent a very aggressive dog to me and didn't tell me because the groomer didn't like us. And I'm just like, I posted in the Rhode Island grooming group and I'm like, please let us know if you're going to send an aggressive dog because I almost just lost my grooming career. Like the dog lunged at me and I'm just like, just don't do that. Like, just let us know. Yeah. It's necessary. I'm very lucky the mom pulled the dog away, but it's just like, I talked to a lot of the groomers in the area and I, um, and I go into their grooming salons and I talk to them like yeah. pretty, pretty like regularly. So having a good communication, checking in on pricing and making sure you um, are on top of things pretty much. And we have a grooming group for our state and we'll put like, oh, this client is in, is just got kicked out of our yeah. grooming salon for being too aggressive. Sure. This client is rude. Like this client never shows up to the appointments for kind of having each other's backs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is because we are the small estate um, and people only want to travel within like a five minute (laughs) radius. But um, I think staying connected like that and again, sticking up for each other. um, It's huge. If it's not something I can do and I think someone else in there you can do it, I send them to someone else and I'm like, we talk to them, we love them. I think this will be a better fit for you. Or like people will reach out, hey, where do I get this food? I live here. And yeah. I'll I'll be like, Wag Nation's in Newport. They're yeah. closer to you than where I am. Like, and we love that. And we try yeah. to, again, we try to do that too. And again, I send all my cat people to you because we don't offer that. Um, and it's important. Like, and we go to all like expos and shows. Like we were just in Florida. We went out to eat. It's yes. all about like yes. talking to people and being friendly because I talk a lot. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Just being able to go out and be with people. Like, I went to the expo alone, but you guys were there. So we were able to go out, get dinner. Like, it's not about just working. It's about connecting and being able to talk to other people because we're so passionate about what we do. And I think, again, a lot of reasons why people get into this industry is because, yes, you love pets. And, yes, you want to be in the pet industry. Successful and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. But Um, you have to love what you do. Yes. And I think a lot of people want to give back to the community, right? Uh, They want to do better by – to the do better with the dogs that are around them and right yeah you know, because um now it's like a different world it's like everyone has their fur babies and yes. it's changed a lot in the past few years but it's some it's a very big industry that we're in yeah. so uh we connect with people all over the united yeah. states and outside of the united states yeah definitely so i mean as you can see there's a there's a big scope and we'll definitely have to do another episode right absolutely more stuff because there's so uh, we many, could keep going go on forever and the grooming world is is vast which is great um thank you for being here I have a absolutely before, while we're wrapping up um kind of some fun i'm having at the end of the show i'm asking everyone a fun question okay so, chris what is your spirit animal but you can't say dog or cat and tell us why I would probably say cheetah. A cheetah? Okay. Well, I said it earlier, so, yeah. like, I didn't even need new clippers, but yeah. uh, they just came out with a cheetah one, and I was like, I need to have this. Um, why, why a cheetah? 
because I went to Africa and yeah. I thought they were the coolest yeah. animals and they're fast, yes. they're yes. smart and they attack what they need. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I love I'm that. I'm the same. <laughs> oh, I see it. I'm going to get it. Like I feel like that's very fitting. Um like yeah, and like I'm going to I'm going to go and do whatever I need to do for my business to succeed and yeah. like polar bears are going extinct okay. and Cheetahs aren't because yeah, <laughs> they go and get what they want. <laughs> That's right. She knows what she wants, people. Um, so lastly, tell people how they can find you guys, your location. So um, in case they need to yep, find we are in Smithfield, Rhode Island, right on 44 Main Street, right next to the all of the shopping center. We're in Cumberland, right under a vet clinic, um, right next to an ice cream shop. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> very good ice cream, too. And then I have my mobile van in Boroughville, Rhode Island, but it does go pretty much all over um, Rhode Island, Uxbridge, Mass, Putnam, yeah. Connecticut. We're right there. And um, we're on Instagram, Details R-I. Um, details is no E. So D-T-A-I-L-S. Yes. R-I. Um, and if you go on our Facebook or Instagram, all of our information is there. Online booking on our website. Um, everything is there. Um my website is long, so just go on our Facebook or social <laughs> you'll media. Find it there, yeah. Details that my online appointment. And she's very active, so you'll find all of her. Oh uh, yes, stuff. so we do have a great marketing team for the salon, and they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, good. So people, now you have all the info. We got to do cats. Yep, cat, cat grooming, dog grooming. Stuff, you're in her area. Guinea her pig mom. nails, you know. Food, yeah. Definitely. Chicken nails, bird nails. We do it all. There. That's good. I didn't, I didn't even know that. So that's great information. Cool. Yeah. So I know. I can see We're crazy. It. Yes. That's okay. Hey. Crazy for the pets. We even it. have um, a donut bar. So getting into that, we have horse people that come in now because the, yes. the horses like the donuts that we sell. That's awesome. Well, obviously, you can you, you do it all. And uh, there's a lot to offer there. So yes. people now they know how to find you. And yeah. They have your info. We go to group. We go to grooming expos. We go to nutrition expos. We go to yes. boutique expos. Yeah. We're all over the place. But we okay. like to exact right. leaving and yeah. learning is great thing to do. Because yeah. people are like, why are you leaving your business for a week? But it's to yes. better the business and Definitely. better the employees, the clients, the dogs, the cats, the animals. Yeah. So well, good. Obviously, you're passionate. Um, obviously, and that's how we kind of met through. We could talk here all day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's always great chatting with you. So thanks. For Absolutely. Being, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. We'll Thank have to do you. this again. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you again for listening to the WAG Station podcast. We're honored you joined us and hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to leave a review in your podcast app. Also, if you're local to the Rhode Island area, be sure to check out our sister store, WAG Nation, where we specialize in dog and cat natural foods, holistic nutrition, high quality products, and dog grooming services. The shop is located on Bellevue Avenue in Newport, Rhode Island. You can find more info at wag-nation.com. The info you heard here today is for educational and informational purposes only. Be sure to consult your veterinarian for professional guidance if needed. You guys rock. Catch you next time.